I don't go camping that often. If I get out two to three times a year, that's good. But when I do go camping, I see no reason not to eat just as well as I do at home. Now, I have absolutely no problem with hot dogs. I'm actually pretty fond of them. But cooking food over an open wood fire is a rare treat that I'm not going to waste on hot dogs. Now, I want to say, first, I'm not an expert in open fire cooking. There are some people out there that are, and I tip my hat to them. I just love cooking good food, and if I get to do it with wood and flames sometimes, then all the better. So in this episode, what we're going to look at are some basic principles of cooking over a campfire. We'll talk about foods that are well or ill-suited to campfire cooking, and essentially I'm just going to tell you everything I know about cooking over a campfire. So let's get to it. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And this is Campfire Cooking, Beyond Hot Dogs. Basic Principles of Fire To say that we are, quote-unquote, cooking over a campfire is actually a little bit of a misnomer. What we actually are doing is cooking over the coals of what was a campfire. Now, just to clarify, when cooking, flames aren't really our friend. We want smoldering coals. When I go camping, the first thing I do is get the fire going. I put four or five logs on and let them burn down while we're setting up the rest of the site. This way, when I'm ready to cook, lunch, or dinner, depending on the time a day we arrive, the fire is burnt down and the coals are ready to go. What becomes very apparent is that a pile of glowing embers is way hotter than a big flame. Now, in Nova Scotia, where I'm from, Uh, and I'm sure other places as well, most campgrounds are equipped with fire pits and grills. There are two main types of fire boxes. One is a kind of shallow rectangle, and the other is a big round kind of box style. They both have their pros and cons. Now the first box, the small rectangle, is about two feet long and about two feet wide and about 10 inches high. These boxes are actually terrific for cooking because the grill grating is low and close to the fire. However, they are pretty terrible for a campfire because they're small and restricted. So if you're looking for a big campfire, don't get a site with those boxes. The second box is larger in every way and round. It has about a two to three foot diameter and is probably almost two feet high. These fire boxes are great for getting a really nice campfire going, but not so great for cooking if you're planning on using the grill grate. Now either style can be used for cooking, but the technique you use may have to change. For example, Um, with the big kind of round grill box. I built a fire in the corner with vertically stacked logs so that I could get the fire and the coals really close to the grill grate. So you just kind of have to adjust, but you can cook anything on anything with a little creativity. Coal cooking. One of my favorite ways to cook while camping is right up against the coals. This works really well for any kind of root vegetables. I like to do it with potatoes and onions, even squash, sweet potatoes. Um, Any kind of vegetable like that is really great. Now, there's two ways you can do it. You can cook literally right on the coals where you take uh, a vegetable like a squash and put it on the coals and then keep rotating it. Or you can kind of build a circle or a semicircle and put the food in the middle. So it's not actually touching the coals, but it is surrounded by coals. This takes a little longer, but it's also a little easier to do. Now, I'm sure that some people are thinking that the food's going to get dirty, and that's true. It does get dirty. It gets ash on it, um, and it actually forms this crust on the outside from the extreme heat 
that seals in and protects the food on the inside. Now it seals in the juices, so as the food cooks, it's actually producing moisture, and that moisture is trapped, so it's actually steaming the food from the inside out. And you get so much more flavor that way because you're not losing anything. It's really, really incredible. Um, as for the cooking technique, all I do, again, is just make kind of a circle or a semicircle of hot coals. And in the very center, where there's no coals, I put the food. And I just keep turning it every couple of minutes just to make sure that it's cooking evenly. Um, now, if the fire pit is big enough, I always keep a small fire burning kind of off in the corner so that I always have fresh coals to refresh my ring with. Um, that's really important because the coals will burn down fairly quickly, so you want to keep adding to them. Other vegetables to cook on a campfire. Root vegetables aren't the only vegetables that cook well over a fire. Corn on the cob is fantastic and can be cooked either on the grill grate or right next to the coals like root vegetables. The trick is to keep the husk on and not catch it on fire. The husk traps moisture and the corn steams in its own juices, just like the potatoes and onions. The result is corn that is so sweet and tender. It is amazing. I love cooking asparagus and green beans on the grill grate as well. All they need is a touch of oil and some salt and pepper, and the heat and smoke from the coals will do the rest. Roasted bell peppers and chili peppers are fantastic over, cooked over a fire as well. Now, in all honesty, I would be surprised if you found a vegetable um, that with a little creativity couldn't be cooked over a campfire. The trick is just to give it a try. Only two things can really go wrong. The vegetables, excuse me, the vegetables can be overcooked or they can be undercooked. If they're undercooked, put them back on the fire and eat everything else while they are cooking. If they are overcooked, cut away what you can and eat the rest. Meat on the fire. There is something about meat cooked over a wood fire that is unexplainable. The flavor from the smoke penetrates the meat and the heat from the coals crisps out the fat. There is nothing quite like it. There is no meat that you can't cook over a campfire. None. Having said that, I don't usually take chicken with me unless it is cut and put on skewers. I just like, or I just feel like it could be a little dicey, especially when it starts to get dark and you can't quite see if it's done or not. So I usually take steaks, pork chops, or even fish. The cut doesn't matter. Just take good quality meat that you are already like to eat. And remember, this is a rare treat, so feel free to splurge a little. Just like when cooking at home, we want a higher heat for smaller pieces of meat and lower heat for larger pieces. So more coals closer to the grill uh, equals more heat. Fewer coals farther away from the grill equal lower heat. Pretty straightforward. What I take with me. You may be thinking that I pack up my whole kitchen and take it to the campsite with me. Really, I try and keep what I pack to a minimum. Obviously, I take a cooler packed with cold packs. But other than that, I take one spatula, one pair of tongs, one cast iron pan, a kettle, a small cutting board, salt, pepper, butter, olive oil, or canola oil. And sometimes, depending on what I'm cooking, I'll take some fresh thyme, rosemary, or a lemon. That's it. I keep it as simple as I can. Um, and for a knife, I usually just use my pocket knife. With the herbs, I will usually leave them whole and put them right on the grill grate, then put pork chops or steak right on top of them. This imparts a really nice flavor. Or I'll just throw the herbs right on the coals and let the smoke flavor the food. The cast iron pan I take is only 9 inches in diameter, so it is fairly small. I pretty much only take it for cooking eggs in the morning, but if I were so inclined, it would make a great stir-fry for dinner as well. The nice thing about cast iron is that it can be put directly on the coals for high heat cooking or for lower heat cooking it can be placed on the grill grate. 
This post is getting pretty long, and I'm about half an hour late posting it, so I'm going to wrap it up now. I just want to leave you with two final points. Don't be afraid to cook over a fire. It is so much fun and can make such delicious food. Cook things that you like to eat and adjust as you go. Understand that things are going to cook a bit differently. The timing will be different, and that's okay. If you have to eat your pork chop first and your squash a little later, it isn't the end of the world. You're camping after all. Just relax and enjoy it. Now, I woke up yesterday morning at a campsite overlooking the Bay of Fundy. I got the fire going, made some coffee, and let the logs burn down to embers. I cooked up some bacon, onion, and potatoes with a little salt and pepper. When that was all cooked, I cracked some eggs into the pan and added a bit of cheese. I let this cook for a few minutes, flipped it to finish the eggs. My wife is pregnant, so the eggs have to be fully cooked, and I served it up. The bottom got this really nice crispiness. It was amazing. The eggs were cooked over hard but still tender. The only seasoning was very light, came from a little salt and pepper, and that beautiful flavor of the bacon. Now, as we sat there eating, my wife remarked how delicious it was. I agreed with her. It was delicious. It was amazing, actually. But then I thought about it, and I said that if I had made this dish at home, I would be really disappointed in it. I would actually be kind of upset with myself. I mean, the bottom was really crispy, which it shouldn't have been. The eggs were too hard, and there was next to no seasoning. But there, around the fire, with the sun coming up through the trees, over the, looking over the Bay of Funday, it was exactly what we needed and wanted. So if you take anything from this post, take this. Do not cook over a campfire and judge your food with the same level of expectation you would at home. Enjoy the fact that you're outside in the fresh air having a good time eating good food. That's all you need. And understand that it doesn't need to be perfect to be perfect. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5 and that just about does it for today. Thank you as always for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this post. I really enjoyed writing it. Uh, And I'll be back on Monday with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. I hope they have a great weekend. And of course, as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And you can like and subscribe and rate and comment on the podcast. Share it around. It's all for you. Thanks as always for listening. Have a great Friday, everybody. I'll talk to you on Monday.